Welcome to the Every Nation New Jersey podcast. Every Nation is a Bible-believing, multi-ethnic, non-denominational church hoping to transform the world one life at a time. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Hey, good morning, Every Nation New Jersey. God bless you. PA here, Pastor Adam Burt, and I'm so excited you'd spend your Sunday morning here with us at Every Nation New Jersey. And listen, we've just begun a, a new series we've just called Songs of Christmas. And so we'll be going uh, through this series throughout Advent where we're looking uh, at different Christmas carols and, and trying to just get peel back kind of the layers to see just kind of the depth that sometimes that can be hidden in it. And so, uh, so this week we're going to be looking at Oh, holy night. But uh, before we do, I got to ask you, do you do you have like Christmas traditions or a Christmas flow, if you will? Or like, you know what I mean? Like the way you do Christmas. Because uh, there's been times where like my family and I, we've spent Christmas with relatives and friends. And, and in my opinion, they're doing it wrong. Because <laughs> we are doing it right, all right? Because everybody has their little ways and their traditions the way they do Christmas, or at least I, I hope you do. And so uh, for the Burt family, like what's going to happen for us is Christmas Eve, we are going to get done up, man. We're going to dial stuff up. You're going to actually see this fool in a suit, man. And, uh, and so we get de- dressed up and we go to our Christmas Eve service. And there we worship and we sing and uh, we sit under the word of God. And it's funny, the only pictures I have of my family are us in front of Christmas trees because it's the only time we get together for photos <laughs> as a family. Uh, but anyways, that's our weirdness. And, and then we'll go home uh, after Christmas Eve service. We won't have a meal. We're going to have heavy hors d'oeuvres. Are you feeling me on that? Or it's hors d'oeuvres if you've seen uh, Vince Vaughn's uh, Four Christmases, all right? And so well, we're going to have heavy hors d'oeuvres, man. And we'll, we'll do that. And, and then Christmas Eve, uh, each person gets to open one gift. And so, man, you better be wise and strategic that you pick the proper gifts. Something that's not too great, so you're disappointed on Christmas, but it's not too junky, right? So you get to enjoy on Christmas Eve, and so you need to choose wisely. And for the record, if you and your family opened your gifts all at one time, shame on you. You're doing it wrong. (laughs) See, in the birdhouse... Um, we open one gift at a time to draw it out as much as possible, and we always open it. We go from the youngest to the oldest. So we begin with my uh, youngest daughter, Elizabeth, and it ends with my wife, Susan, because she's old, okay? And uh, probably going to pay the price for that one, uh, but it's okay with me. And, uh, but then Christmas morning will roll along, and uh, inevitably I'm going to be the first one up, and uh, I'm going to get a, get a little uh, of the word in, going to pray a little, and then hope to get on the treadmill for a minute because I know I'm about to hurt myself with some Christmas eating, all right? And, and, then, uh, and then slowly but surely, my family will start to wake up, and it's right to the stockings. And, and for whatever reason, man, my girls, my daughters and my wife, they're all about the stockings, man. And, and I'm just not very good. My stocking game is not very good. And so, uh, man, the, all the, the, my girls will have all these amazing stockings. And then my poor wife, like my stocking to her is, is just, quite honestly, it's trash. And so my daughters will have pity on me and they'll, they'll put extra presents in there. So my wife is not disappointed and heartbroken. And, and then after we do the, the stockings, then it's time for coffee and wait for it, Cinnabon. Glory be to God on high, right? And so we'll get this, uh, the Cinnabon. And historically, what's happened in my home is uh, while my daughters are getting the Cinnabons, 
they'll inevitably fight over uh, who gets the extra frosting because nothing celebrates uh, the uh, birth of our dear Lord and Savior like a good old-fashioned argument, right? <laughs> and so, uh, but, but after we're done, uh, then we'll gather around the tree and we'll pray and we'll give God great thanks for how good he has been to us. And then we'll start to open presents again, once again, from the youngest uh, to the oldest. Did I mention my wife Susan uh, was the oldest in our family? Uh, and then, uh, but, but here's where, where I up my game. Like, I'm not very good at the stocking game, but I know that there's one gift. One gift each year I try to get my, life, my, my wife, and I call it the wow gift. Like, it's that thing she wasn't expecting. Something probably uh, very expensive uh, and, and something that's extravagant. And, uh, and, and, I, and I hope to evoke a wow. Wow, this is amazing. And you know, the song, O Holy Night, it's a song uh, of our Savior's birth. Uh, it's a song about God's wow gift to you and I. It, it's extravagant. It's extremely costly. It was unexpected, the gift of God's one and only Son. Wow. Wow, right? And so, um, O Holy Night, if you're not familiar, like it, it actually uh, it was written by, by two men uh, that actually weren't Christians. And so uh, the lyricist, uh, he actually was farthest thing from a Christian. He was a bit of a hellraiser, partier guy, but man, that dude could write. Uh, and as well, the, the, uh, the one who composed the uh, musical score uh, wasn't a Christian man at all. He was actually a Jewish man. And so here's this guy writing about the birth of the Savior, but this guy in no way believed that Jesus was the Son of God come to earth, right? And so uh, it, it's created a bit of a stir and a controversy uh, back in the day. But it was these two men, although they didn't believe in Jesus, they focused on Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7 the Christmas story. And before we read it, I, I wanted to highlight this. Did, I, I found out in my research, did you know, man, that, um, that the first words heard over the airwaves, like the first time humanity heard voice travel through the air uh, and into a receiver, the first words uh, were spoken by Reginald Fessenden. Uh, he's a Canadian dude. Shout out to Canada, right? Uh, and, and this man, he read Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, the Christmas story. It was the first words heard over the airwaves. And then when he finished, he played O Holy Night on his violin. And so I wanted us to check out uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7, the Christmas story. God's wow gift to us. And, and it says this, in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and the lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. And so this is the story of God's great wow gift. It's the first story heard over the airwaves. And it's, it's the story that we're still singing about and hearing to this very day. And so, uh, so uh, 
I, I think if you're paying attention now to all the, the advertisers and every, every moment on TV, uh, see, advertisers, uh, what they're doing is, is they're promising things uh, that Christmas just can't deliver on. Uh, they just are. Like, like I, I think if we ever just slow down enough to pay attention to our soul, uh, that, that humanity has what's called this God-sized hole. The book of Ecclesiastes, uh, Ecclesiastes would say this. Uh, in Ecclesiastes, it says that God has put eternity inside the heart of man. And so, so only the eternal one can fill this great hole inside of the human heart. But advertisers, they know you're feeling it. And so it's this idea, man, are you feeling weary? Are you feeling empty? Then you know what will make everything right is a brand new Lexus in your driveway this Christmas, right? With a big red bow on top of it. Now, now I'm, I'm not saying that wouldn't be an amazing Christmas gift, okay? <laughs> but here's what I do know. Do you know after a year or two, and you're going to spill a few coffees in there, your kid's going to dump goldfish in that new car, it's going to lose its new car spell, and eventually it's just going to be your crappy car. Um, like, like, so the advertisers, they'll move on. Man, are you feeling weary? Are you feeling empty? Hey, don't worry. He went to Jared, right? And so, man, this ring or this piece of jewelry is going to be the thing that just makes your life complete and whole. Can I let you in on a little secret? It just doesn't last. <laughs> it doesn't. Like, uh, do you know that my wife is on her third wedding band? Like, like, we just keep resetting the thing over and over. Why? Because the thing that at one point was so breathtaking and captivating, it starts to get old and lose its luster. So let's reset it again and do it in a different way. It's just letting us know that nothing can fill this God-sized hole in our heart. Or, or, or here is my favorite. Are you feeling weary? Are you feeling empty? Then you know it's going to make everything right again. A puppy, <laughs> right? Notice we, they never say, say a cat or a kitten, right? Because those things are psycho. Uh, but they say, they say a puppy. But, but here's what inevitably happens. That cute little puppy is going to grow up. He's going to whiz in your house. He, he's going to chew on your furniture. And he's just going to be your dog, okay? Uh, I hate to break it to you. Uh, but, but here's what I do know, and I can promise you this. That God is a God who can keep his promises, Notice that we read that, that man, that, that Jesus, he would be born in Bethlehem. You know why? Uh, because God promised he would. Uh, that he was born of a, a virgin because God promised he would. He was born of the lineage of David because God promised he would be. Because our God is a God who keeps his promises and his promise to you and I is more than we need puppies and cars and, and jewelry. We need a savior. And that's why God's perfect gift is his wow gift. The incarnation, God becoming a man, Emmanuel, God with us. And so I just want to show you, man, this gift that keeps on giving, the incarnation, the birth uh, of the son of man. Uh, notice this, uh, uh, number one for our wow gift, wow that Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. And so, ladies, like you, you have a distinct advantage over us men. Is like there's just something about a mother holding their infant child for the first time. And there's this incredible bonding that takes place. And can you fathom with me, like Mary, looking at her her new infant son Jesus, and, and she's actually holding the one who holds everything together by the word of his power. And, and as for the first time, their eyes lock with one another. Her eyes lock in, in on her son, Jesus. Or if you imagine the last time her eyes lock on her son, Jesus, 
as he hung on the cross, or the first cry of this baby until the last cry of Jesus on the cross where he cries out, it is finished. Do you know every part of Jesus's life and death, it was about sacrifice, that Jesus was the perfect sacrifice for you and for me. And so a little side note, you know, we know that Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem because it was prophesied that he would be. But did you know this, that uh, Eusebius, he's a Jewish historian, and he highlights this, that, that, that about a thousand paces outside of Bethlehem was a giant tower where shepherds would over, overlook a specific flock. And this flock of sheep were set apart and set aside to be the Lamb of God slain uh, in the temple for the sins of humanity. And that's why Jesus was the perfect Lamb of God. When John the Baptist saw Jesus, what did he proclaim? Behold, the Lamb of God, right? Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, our wow gift. And, And Jesus, ultimately what he came to do in sacrificing himself was to reconcile us back to God. Do you know that because of Genesis 3, that, that we, were, we were designed to be in union with God and sin entered and it fractures it. And we were separated from God, thrust out of Eden. Uh, I, I'd love to highlight this, that, that this fractured relationship. Um, do you know, on, on January 21st, 1930, um, there was a man, Harold Vidian. He would instantly become a, a global hero. See, um, the, the king of England, uh, had a, an address that he needed to give. He needed to address the world. And so CBS radio was going to send this broadcast uh, around the world. And minutes before they were about to go on air, uh, one of the, the staff members tripped over an electrical cord and split it in two. Now all the power went out, and now the message wasn't going to get out. But what happens? Harold Vidian, undeterred, immediately grabs one end uh, of the wire and the other, and he completes the circuit. And with electricity uh, like flowing through his, his body, he ignores the pain. Why? So that the king's message can go forth. Uh, and in the same way that Jesus becomes a man, and he goes to the cross, and he absorbs the righteous wrath that's due for you and for me, for our sins. And he, he hates and despises the shame and the pain, but he does it for you and I. Why? So now the king's message can get out. Peace on earth, goodwill to mankind. In fact, Jesus, do you know, after he goes to the cross and he resurrects the first words, he speaks to his disciples, to his friends. He says, peace be unto you. And so, so Jesus came to reconcile us, put us back together with God. And so, uh, I, I mean, I, I've let you guys know this for years, but uh, as a pastor, sometimes you get weird Christmas gifts, you know? <laughs> it's like, uh, like I've, I've received anointing oil, thank you, you know? And uh, people ever give me Bibles, have a lot of those, you know? Uh, a, a cross or a fl- just a down and out right crucifix with, with Jesus still on it. And, and you know, my favorite is I, I get like a, all these mugs with like Bible verses on it, man, that uh, what, uh, as a deer pants after the water, so my heart pants for you. And, and listen, if you got me that god bless you thank you for it uh, but a gift card will go, uh, do equally as well <laughs> and so uh so you usually you get like a, like a lot of gift cards you know during the holidays and and tell me you haven't experienced this where where you're like i don't know how much is left on this gift card and you go to purchase your item and you're like come on let there be enough and you know that's a that's a sad way 
to enter into eternity, to think, oh, come on, I hope I had enough. You and I don't have to guess if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord. Like it was paid in full. And Jesus rose from the dead uh, in order to let us know, hey, your sins have been paid for, past, present, and forever. Wow, that's a wow gift. Um, number two, uh, uh, wow, that Jesus is our perfect high priest. He's our perfect high priest. Like a high priest is, is the one who stands in between. Uh, he's, he represents man to God and God to man. And Jesus is the perfect high priest. In fact, our Bible will, will call him this, that he's a sympathetic and an empathetic high priest. Um, here's what that means. Like, like he personally knows what it's like to walk in your shoes and in mine. I, I love this. Uh, astronaut uh, Jim Irwin, he said this, Jesus walking on the earth was more important than man walking on the moon. And it was because it let Jesus uh, feel what we feel. Um, and so uh, uh, listen, I'm going to say something highly controversial, although it shouldn't be. Uh, girls and boys are very, very different. Uh, they just are. And, and if you don't believe that, then you have not had children. All right. So I, I, I live in a home. Uh, I have two daughters and, and my wife. And so I've grown up around women all my life. And, and so I've, as I've observed, I've learned uh, many, many things from putting the toilet seat down uh, to learning how to arrange pillows on my bed. Right. And, and so uh, but but I've also known this, that there's certain times uh, where I know I notice that my my girls are more emotional. And so I'm like, okay, I need to steer clear of that. Or they're just a little more frustrated. And I'm like, hmm, so certain, certain times uh, uh, of, of the, uh, the month, I'll just say that, that they'll be like that. I'm going to tread lightly here, all right? For the record, that's by design, that, that a woman's body would be flooded with hormones and it would set off, man, all these emotions and, and things like that. But as a dude, I'm just kind of like, hey, man, deal with it, all right? Suck it up or whatever, uh, until... Uh, my, my wife and I, we were, we were trying to have a third uh, child. We we're trying to get that boy. And uh, 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 something like, this is going to be TMI, but I had to be on a, a series of shots and, and stuff in, in order to help our chances here. And so uh, because of all the, they were injecting me with all these hormones and stuff like this, uh, I was on an emotional roller coaster. And, and I was playing in the NHL at the time. And so the, these emotions would overcome me. Like I'd be on the ice. You're supposed to be tough, you know? And, and I'd, I'd want to start crying on the ice. I'm like, what in the world? I got to get it together. Or I'd be, you know, driving in my car and just suddenly this rage or things would just set me off that shouldn't set me off. And, and, and it was exhausting. And then I had this epiphany. Oh my gosh, is this what it's like? It's this what women have to go through this flood of hormones. In fact, I had to tell my wife, baby, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. And I wimped out. Okay. And that's why we only got two kids. All right. And, and so, but with that now, because I, I've in, in a, in a very simplistic way, I kind of walked in their shoes and now I have all this empathy and all this sympathy uh, for, for women in general, all you have to endure and, and navigate, uh, be, uh, you know, hormonally, right? And so, you know, Jesus, uh, in the same way, you know, he knows it's hard to be us because he walked in our shoes. And, you know, the devil would have you to believe, man, that, that Jesus is against you. Uh, he's your enemy. And it's just the furthest thing from the truth. He's an empathetic and a sympathetic high priest. Uh, I love this quote by Dan Ortland, uh, his book, Gentle and Lowly. He says this of Jesus, 
He's on your side. He sides with you against your sin, not against you because of your sin. I want to read that again. It says that Jesus, he's on our side. He sides with you against your sin, not against you because of your sin. He's an empathetic and sympathetic high priest. Wow. Wow. How good is God? Man, the third, uh, wow, that Jesus is perfect divinity. Like because we get to see Jesus, God become a man, we get to see what God's like. Like, like we don't have to guess. So, um, so get this, uh, back in the, uh, the, the late 50s, early 60s, that Russia and the United States uh, were in the, the space race. They were trying to see who could get to space first. And for the record, the Russians kicked our butt. Okay, and so uh, in, it was in 1961, uh, Yuri Gagarin uh, was the first man uh, to go to space. And so this Russian cosmonaut went to space and back and, and all the press were waiting to speak to him. And then uh, he had this to say. He said, I've been to the heavens and there is no God. It was uh, Gregarian's way uh, of giving it uh, to the West and to Christianity uh, as, as he was an uh, atheist or an agnostic. And so, but I, I so loved the response uh, of, of our hero, C.S. Lewis, right? C.S. Lewis, uh, he said this, uh, to say that I've been to, space, been to the heavens uh, and there is no God is like Hamlet saying there is no Shakespeare, <laughs> right? The only way Hamlet is ever going to meet Shakespeare is if Shakespeare writes himself into the story. And that's exactly what Jesus does uh, in the incarnation, that Jesus, the author and the finisher, he writes himself into the human story. He is Emmanuel, God with us. And now we don't have to guess what God's like. We just got to look at Jesus. And so I love in, in your Bible, you know, we, we have four gospels. It's these four biographies of the life of Jesus. So we get all these different perspectives. I used to be like, why do they keep telling the same story over and over? Because we get these different nuances. We get to turn them around and, and, and look at these different aspects of who Jesus is. We get to know who God is. We don't have to guess. And so, um, man, you and I, what a wow gift we have that we get to see perfect divinity in Jesus. And, and here's the, uh, our last one is this, is, is wow. Jesus is our perfect example. He's our perfect example. Do you know it was uh, Christmas Eve, 1871. It was the Franco-Prussian War, and as, as the firefighting had just intensified, bullets flying everywhere, um, uh, suddenly w one of the French uh, infantrymen got out of his bunker, and he walked out into this crazed line of fire, and he began to sing, O Holy Night. And as the words began to go forth, the bullets uh, began to slow down until finally there was the silence of the bullets, and all you heard was the chorus of the song. And, and everything stopped in that moment. And for this brief 24-hour period, there was peace, peace on earth. It was like these men got it. Man, the reason why Jesus came was to bring peace on earth. He's called the Prince of Peace. And so Jesus coming to earth, dying and raising again, is all about Jesus creating peace uh, with man and God, but as well, peace with one another. And so my, uh, we, when, my, when my daughters were younger, we, we had this kind of our Christmas routine. After we opened up all our presents and, and cleaned up, then it was time for the fashion show. 
<laughs> like like daddy and daughters, man, and my, my girls got all kinds of clothes and stuff like that. And so so they would run upstairs and get changed and come back down. And then, and then I would be the judge. I'd be like, oh, you look spectacular, stunning, radiant. And I'd have to like go through this Rolodex in my mind, new different words to, to kind of tell of my girls. And But you know, isn't that what God does? Like, like when you receive Jesus Christ, the Bible says we put Jesus on like he's a garment. And you know, now when God looks at you, he says you're radiant, you're blameless, you're stunning and spotless. It's the way God sees us because he sees his perfect son, Jesus. But, but you know, it doesn't end there. It wasn't just to create peace with God, but that we also might have peace on earth peace uh, amongst men. And so we, ha- we have to uh, not only receive this gift of salvation, but then to share it with the world. And so uh, there is a point of contention in my home between my wife and I, okay? And, and here's what that is. I spent a lot of money on a, a pair of shoes, like which I would never get for me, but for my wife, okay. And so I spent a lot of money on this pair of shoes. I believe it was five Christmas ago. Do you know, they have never been worn. <laughs> like she wanted them so bad and I dropped cash and she has never worn those things. Um, if I'm going to keep going, then uh, four years ago, I spent money on a purse and that purse is still in the box. It was the purse she said she wanted so bad and yet she's yet to use the purse. And so I, I say all that to say this, that, that I, I got her the gifts to be worn and to be used. It's kind of the point. And similarly, man, to become born again, to, to put on Christ, like, like the point is that, that then you would, you would wear him, that you would display Christ in the earth, peace on earth and goodwill to men. See, there's, there's a dying, hurting world wondering, have you found the answer in Jesus Christ? They're watching your life. And so are you displaying um, the Prince of Peace, to others in the earth. Here's what I know, is, is people are never going to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. But you know who they're going to read? They're going to read Hack. They're going to read Barb. They're going to read Joyce. They're going to read Kevin. And if I didn't mention your name, it's because we just don't have time. But they're going to look at you. They're going to read your life and want to know, have you found the answer? Have you found the Prince of Peace? Merry Christmas, every nation, New Jersey. Wow. Let's pray. Father, we just uh, thank you for the time that we could gather together here as men and women. And Lord, you said it's good when we gather together. And Lord, I just want to just thank you for all that you have purchased through us uh, and for us at Calvary's cross. Lord, uh, Lord, I just uh, thank you for Jesus. Jesus, I pray that, that Lord, you would, you would fill us. I thank you for the peace you gave us uh, between uh, God and man. And as well now through men, Lord, may there be peace on earth. May we choose to to love and serve those we disagree with. God, may we be generous. May we be kind. And I thank you that we do that by the power of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, every nation. Listen, the sermon's over. We're not quite finished. Is I, I want to remind you that you can be faithful in your tithing and your giving. Um, you know that there's there's three ways that you can uh, give and help support our church uh, digitally. You can uh, go to our website encnj.org and just hit the giving icon. 
Um, or you can give via text. This is the way my family and I give. It's, it's very quick and convenient. If you just text the letters ENCNJ to the number 77977, uh, it's, a, it's very easy, very quick, and very convenient way to give. Or lastly, you can just get, give via mail if you mail in your check or money order right here to our church offices at 101 Gibraltar Drive, right here in Morris Plains, New Jersey. And may God richly bless you uh, as you give. Every Nation, New Jersey, Jesus loves you. And I think you're pretty amazing too. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Every Nation, New Jersey podcast. For more information on our church, or if you'd like to give a financial gift, just go to our website, emcnj.org.